Hello and welcome to another episode of Biff Pal Bam. I'm your host, Paul, and joining me this time is Josh. Hello there. Tony. Hi. And the welcome return of Craig. Okay, the new. <laughs> <laughs> We've managed to tempt him out of retirement while he's off work. Um, Do you know what, right? I never stopped loving you guys. I'm an avid <laughs> listener. And I, I, as soon as I left, I regretted leaving because there's so much to learn from the Marvel Universe and only you three gimps can teach me. <laughs> Funnily enough, I'm sat here with a Spider-Man mask on, so, you know. And nothing else. And nothing else, yes. Just my jewellery and nothing else, darling. Oh, I don't even need that image. It's bad enough I'm stuck in the house all day. <laughs> Let alone having that image stuck in my head now. Just before I go to bed as well. Wonderful. Lovely. You're going to have weird dreams and wake up with a chub. Like, like yours the other day, Craig. Yes, I've had some weird dreams. Oh, no, I can't. I, well, like, I had a go dream on, the other night. There was a girl I used to work with, Joanne Fletcher. I dre- and she's got a lovely family now. She's married, two beautiful kids, and a little pug dog. The other night, I had a dream that I was the dog in their family. And I only know their family through Facebook pictures. And oh, if God. she ever lived, she'll kill me. But it was a whole thing. I got out the car, I ran into the house, I ran up the stairs, and I was, a- I was their dog. <laughs> Sorry, Joanne. Uh. There we go. We've now got a video of Josh and his Spider-Man mask. Hello. (laughs) I'll take a screen grab of that and put it on the Instagram account. (coughs) So, (laughs) oh God, don't get your web shooter out. I will oh, carry... you know you want to see my web shooter. Come on. I I will carry on the conversation where we were. So as I said at the end of the last episode, with the launch of Disney Plus, um, we planned to do a a look back at uh, Fantastic Four. For some bizarre reason, the first Fantastic Four is not on Disney Plus, um, but the sequel Ooh, was. Right. <laughs> um, so we're going to talk about the uh, sequel to Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four, The Rise of the Silver Surfer. Um, so we all sat down and watched it over the, the last couple of days. Obviously, we've got a lot of time on our hands at the moment. Um, so we did, we did sit and watch it. Um, so just a quick little thing. I'm going to copy Nick for any of you that listen to After Dark at the Movies, Does After Dark at the Movies, or whatever the canal it's called now. Um <laughs> So the film was made on a budget of $130 million. Um, It's opening weekend, it took $58 million in the US. Um, Overall, across the globe, it took $301.9 million, which seems a pittance compared to these days for superhero movies. Yeah. Mm. Um, But on a budget of 130, I don't think that's too bad. They made a 170 million. Um, it's a profit yeah. at the end of the yeah. day. That's all studios want. Well, that's all they wanted back then. Nowadays, yeah. they want profit and then some. Yeah. But it did make less than the first one, didn't it, overall, I think? I think yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's why they decided, obviously, not to just to discontinue. I can put mm. my teeth in. <laughs> yeah. So, who wants to talk about the film first? Uh, I'll go first if you want. Yeah. Let let let's yeah. hear the the resident scouter. So I only took um, a few notes. Um, so here we go. Right. So 2007. Now, fill me in where this is on the timeline of uh, Avenger movies. Has it Iron isn't... Man been made yet? So... No. 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 Okay. So this looks like 1985. It is so cheap. Right. That was the <laughs> first impression I got. Um, Japan. Really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Japan going after the Far East market. Then they fly over Egypt, the Silver Surfer flies over Egypt. That looked, it just looked like a green screen. Um, everything looks so dated. Oh, God, it's so cheap. That dance scene, I don't know what that refers to. Oh, yeah, no, I know which bad. one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know that. Um, that's pretty bad. Now, right, what I'll say is, um, well, no, I won't. I'll save it for later. But why do his clothes stretch? This is the thing that burns me. I doubt about superhero stuff. Yeah. He can yeah, stretch. It, it annoys me too. Why can his clothes stretch? Okay. Um, Wasn't it designed like that from the first film? Did he come up with the... Right. Um... Yeah, okay. So he comes up with the material for the, the Fantastic Four suits, the, the blue suits that everyone knows and loves. But the yeah. thing is, this is where my problem comes in he would be spending a shit ton of money on getting an entire bloody wardrobe to be made <laughs> out of that stuff. So my problem is, okay, have the actual Fantastic Four suit made out of that stuff. Don't go and have a full wardrobe. If you're going to have him stretch in his normal clothes, make his clothes, like, rip and stuff from doing it. Yeah, like, because the whole corpse wakes up naked, doesn't he? Yeah. When he I mean, turns back to I mean, normal. I don't particularly like looking at a big green slug in the middle of someone's legs, but you know. <laughs> um, I then put um, the chase scene looks cheap, and that's where um, the fire, fire fella goes flying after uh, the silver surfer. Yeah. It just, it just looked Superman 4 cheap. Um, the London mm. Eye looks cheap. Uh, the Thames wouldn't do that when the big old just happens. It's just like all the water stopped. The river's got to flow from somewhere, son. Um, yeah. And then the saved man where he old up the London Eye. Everybody who gets... Uh, this is where I stopped taking notes then because I, I did sort of start to enjoy the film a little bit. But mm, um, when you get saved in a superhero film, all you do is a knowing nod to the, the person who saved you. So he, he's holding his little girl and he does a knowing nod. Harry, whoever it was who saved them. But then the rest of the film, from, from what I know now about the villain of this piece, uh, what a disservice they did to this villain, I, I feel, I think. Do you know what Do I mean? You, hang on, which villain? The, the, the fella who was a cloud. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, who, who's never been a cloud in his entire comic book run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then to defeat him, uh, the Silver Surfer, um, and this is the thing that burns me head out with so many comic book films, right? This Silver Surfer obviously um, has got a life as well because he's in other bits of stuff that I've seen since. But he just gives up his own life, his eternal life, who's been saving this 
cloud. He just flies into the middle of it and explodes himself. Game over. Why does the, yeah, why do the villains have to die in every comic book film? Why that, can't he just be like in 1960s Batman where they go to prison and then they break out? That's been my, my big bugbear with the MCU. Is that they've kept, killed off nearly every villain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, to be fair, though, with the MCU, they've actually only really killed off the good villains. Yeah. They killed off. Now, I think Iron Monger was a great villain for the first Iron Man film. Mm. They killed him off. I can't remember what happened to Whiplash. I think he went to prison, actually. Um, no, oh, like, Ulysses. Yeah. Ulysses got killed off. He was one of my favourites. Yeah. yeah, Ulysses gets killed. Killmonger gets killed. Ultron, their prime example. I mean... Thanos is gone now. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so, as a whole, I mean, with this film specifically, I, I, it, it didn't leave a bad taste in my mouth. I don't know anything about the, the lore of the Fantastic Four and all that. So... It didn't really offend me. Um, it was a five out of ten, however, because I thought the the effects were really cheap, and I, I equate everything to Terminator Two <laughs> for, for effects because that is basically nineteen ninety two, if I'm not mistaken, ninety one, maybe, maybe even ninety. It's somewhere around. I think there. it was ninety, and the effects are better than Silver Surfer. In my yeah. opinion, yeah. Um, on on the strength of watching this film, I then went and watched the much maligned and panned reboot from 2015. <laughs> you absolute madman! Because oh, it's God. on Netflix. Because as at 2015, by by that time, I'm podcasting with you, Paul, somewhere yeah. along the lines there, and everybody's got this preconceived opinion of how bad the filming was, how it was all miscast. And everything about this film is so horrific. Um, from what I, I... I couldn't even actually tell you what it's about now. But it's basically them. It's them getting... It's another reboot, isn't it? Yeah. But I actually quite enjoyed it. Really? And, and I, and, well, I <laughs> it's, only, it's only a six out of ten, don't get me wrong. But <laughs> I, I then, from the strength of watching that, I went and watched the first few episodes of the comic series, the comic book series from 1994 on Disney+. Uh, and yeah. that's where stuff started to sort of make sense a little bit. And the cloud baddie is actually a human baddie, or he takes yeah. human form and stuff like that. Um, but there's episode four of that cartoon. The Twin Towers get blown up, right? Yeah. And get snapped in half. Right, this is thousands of people have just been killed in a kid's cartoon. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> proper burnt me head out because normally when it's a superhero cartoon, they seem to be fighting against androids or some sort of aliens, yeah. so it's all right to kill them. But this was real humans. The Twin Towers got demolished in 94. <laughs> just burnt me head out. Yeah. Do you know what? On that note, I've actually finished the 1994 Spider-Man cartoon. Um, Is that... it's, it's, it's set in the same universe as that Fantastic Four cartoon. Wow. And, and I'm not being funny, that show is actually really good. 
it gets worse as it goes along. Like, it gets really corny. But basically, just for the sake of completing it, I just stuck with it. But, but what, what I'll say on the Fantastic Four, my last words, and then I'll let somebody else take over, is I'm excited to see what they do with them because I think it's a potentially a brilliant franchise in itself. Mm-hmm. That that could be interwoven quite easily into our MCU universe. So I'm I'm glad that I was given this project and I really enjoyed watching the films and the cartoons, to be honest. So thank you very much, boys. Over to you. (laughs) Who wants to go next? And that's the end of Craig's essay. (laughs) Yeah, I'll pick up that mantle. And in the interest of balance, I'm probably going to go completely opposite to what Mr. Craig said. I mean, I'm watching a long time, but I thought, for starters, like the chase sequence, I thought was really good with the surfer and um, torch. Um, and I like the visuals at the start when he goes popping around the, the globe. And I actually thought the stuff in London is a really good sequence. Um, and I think the eye looks realistic myself. So I guess it's what you take from it and yourself. To, to me, I had no problem with the visuals at all. I thought the visuals were pretty decent, considering it was 07. Um, and for me, it, rem- it is still the best of those three movies. It, it's better than the first one, and it's a lot better than the reboot. Um, it really zips along as well. And I'd forgotten quite how funny it was. There's so much humour thrown around, um, particularly with Ben and um, Storm. Mm. See, see, I'm going to go right in the middle of you two. I, on your point, Tony, that it was, it's the better of the three Fantastic Four films that we've got. I think it's like the middle sort of one. I think mm. the original, the first one, like uh, Jessica Alba, the, that, that one, the very first one of those. Yeah. I think that is the best of all the Fantastic Four films. I actually think they get worse as they go along, but I still I'll think Silver Surfer is very good. why the biggest problem I had with the first film as an origin film is that for me it was too freaking short. It was, I think that was about 89 minutes. Most origin films are about uh, 100 minutes. It gives you some time to get to know everybody yeah. and know what they're yeah. about. And this thing just, five minutes in roughly, I give or take, oh, got superpowers, hello, we're off. But to me, I, I want a bit more time to sort of develop it. it so it, yeah. it's completely see, opposite see, of like Marvel the, films we get now. Yeah, see, the, th- the thing, I go, with comic book films for me, I go off the strength of the villain because... Well, there's my running problem <laughs> across all three films. Right, see, see, now I like Doctor Doom from the first one and I like how he's carried on into the second because I think he's a far better actor than well i mean oh, there you go i'm not i'm not doing a disservice to the actor from the reboot who played dr doom because i've seen him in other things and he's, oh, is that his name i think no, it something was like that. Was it that's not? it no no that's no, 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 no teller played him yeah Reed. yeah um uh, i've seen the dr doom actor from the reboot and other things and he is a very good actor in his own right Ah, well, there you go, see. That's just the film itself, I would say, is doing the character a disservice and Mm. thereby doing the same to the actor. That's why I prefer Um. the original Doctor Doom because also 
the costume on the first Doctor Doom is so accurate and so beautifully mm. brought up to date. Like, if, but, if the MCU version can even get close to it, I'll be happy. Yeah. But a villain um, makes or breaks a comic book film for me. That's why I love... Paul will know that I'm not overly impressed with McMahon as an actor. He basically, we got the same performance in Runaways, didn't we, Paul? Yeah, I was literally, it was one of my notes that he's as wooden as they come. Yeah. And he has been all the yeah. way through from Charmed, as you say, up to Runaways in, in recent years. I, his performance mm. is just exactly the same throughout yeah. everything. There was no menace from him in those two films for no. me. It didn't really feel any menace. It was, yeah, was well, I, I get I get your point for Silver Surfer. There's no menace because he literally just nicks a surfboard and says, "I am now. I think I'm now God." <laughs> yeah, that was another point. I actually thought because it's it's uh, Doug Jones that plays him with Lawrence yeah. Fishburne's yeah. voice. I actually thought Doug Jones' performance was really good. Yeah, mm. um, yes, yeah. I'm not convinced Lawrence Fishburne's voice works, but no. the actual performance on screen. I felt if, was, if you, was fairly if you good. Watch quite closely as well. Lawrence Fishburne's voice does not actually match um, Doug Jones's sort of mouth movements in that whatever the hell he was wearing, whether that was paint or a full body suit, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, I also think Silver Surfer only actually looked aesthetically pleasing when he was completely CGI. When he's chucked off his board and goes a sort of I don't know, it's like a dull grey. He's more the dull grey yeah. surfer than the silver surfer. Um, <laughs> where, when he goes that colour and he's locked up in the base, um, I, I don't know if that is a full body suit or that is just... With Doug uh, Jones, I would imagine it probably was some kind of prosthetics. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking. Is it prosthetics or it's a full body suit or what? But yeah. I just... He, he looks better when he's on a surfboard flying around. I don't get why you would take the Silver Surfer off his board. Like, that's mm. the point of the character. Because yeah. I, I always got the impression that he was, like, tied to that board. He physically could not step off it. Like, you know, in the original comics, Iron Man can't take the chest plate off. It's like the arc reactor. He couldn't originally take it out without dying. And mm. I thought the same of the Silver Surfer. You can't dismount the board, otherwise he's nothing, basically. And they just, like, sort of rip that in half. But I like but it. It does give that really cool bit, though, when they're in the tunnel, when he goes underneath to look back at Storm. Oh, oh yeah. Such That's a great funny, shot. Yeah. I love that yeah. shot. No, I love the one where he co- he goes through the Chrysler building. He comes out the mm. other side, and Johnny's See, just yeah. there watching, going... I liked oh, him going through, cool. the, That's cool. through the train. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When everybody's yeah. all sitting down reading their newspapers and all of a sudden he just goes straight through the middle of them. <laughs> yeah. I'm not being funny though. I would I would have um Silver Surfer as the first um Fantastic Four villain for the new MCU films. And I'm, yeah, I'm but, saying this. Go on. If you bring him in as a as a baddie, he's only the the foreteller of doom getting the planet ready. For that, this Thanos size destroyer of worlds, because if they do the first Fantastic Four film with John Krasinski, Emily Blunt, Zach Efron, and whoever the hell they get to play the thing, um, 
then if they do um, Silver Surfer, then that sets up the new big bad. If and they can either do Galactus or uh, the the Super Scroll hmm. as the third villain, and the Silver Surfer can be to warn them or to prepare the planet for the Skrull invasion. Mm. The Super Skrull, he's in one of the cartoons, isn't he, in the series? Yeah. He's got all of yeah. the Fantastic Four's powers. Yeah. That, now, that's the thing. You, at the end of Rise of the Silver Surfer, when Johnny has all of the powers in one, that made me think, oh, maybe they were going to do a third film and have Super Skrull. Because they've shown that someone can have all four powers in one go. And they did, uh, they did own the rights. Exactly. Exactly. The Fantastic Four is just a massive mythos on itself. That you, I'm not being funny. You could build an, a universe on its own. Mm. And I'm just so glad that they're going to start doing it with the MCU. Because Reed Richards is going to become the new Tony Stark. Yeah. What did you think of, it, of the film, Paul? So I hadn't seen it since it came out. I think I'd only ever seen it once. And I'd seen the first one a few times, but I, I think, I, and I'm sure I didn't go to the cinema either. I'm sure I've seen it like on DVD since, since it came out or streaming somewhere. It was on Netflix for a while, so I may have seen it on there. I'm not even convinced I saw it when it came out. Um, I wasn't a massive fan of the Fantastic Four. I never really have been. Um, for me, there was only one real superhero in New York, and that was Spidey. Um, growing up, I didn't really get into Doctor Strange or the Fantastic Four. It was it was Spider Man. If you were looking for a New York based character, so I'd, I'd never really had a, a massive affinity for him. Um, so comparing it, the X Men were by far more my films uh, from Fox those through those years. Um, so it it was strange to sit down and watch it. And the first thing I, I noted down was how short it was. As you said, Tony, they did yeah. seem to be yeah. really short, both of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. This one was... About 90 minutes each Yeah, one. it was about, about, I think this was about an hour and 32. I think mm. if I remember rightly, because I watched half of it one morning and half of it the next. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was the, the first thing I noticed. And a lot of my, my points are, are more actor-based than, than anything. But the, the first thing I want to say is I, I don't feel the need for these these superheroes to travel to, to different countries. Yeah, no, they're, I didn't like that either. They're meant to be, they are linked intrinsically to those cities. Same with mm, the, yeah. the, the current Spider-Man films. They've been the one bugbear for me. Is that they spent a yeah, lot of time did, away yeah. from New York. Mm. Yeah. Um, so that, that was the first thing that, that kind of wound me up a little bit. Um, Talking about the actors, we said, as I said, Julian McMahon does absolutely nothing for me as a villain or as an actor, full stop. Um, never really has done. As I said, I've seen him in Charmed all the way through until Runaways now. Can't say I ever saw him in his uh, his soap days before he headed to the US. But um, yeah, since he's he's been in that cult sector of, of TV and film, he's he's never really done anything for me. And certainly as a villain, he's... He just absolutely wouldn't as anything. Um, another note I picked up on Ian Grifford doesn't sell the humour at all. 
it comes oh, across no. really, no. really cheesy. And as, as you say, mm. that dance scene is awful. Um, yeah. <laughs> looks so just, far out of his comfort zone. Show yeah. It's up there with it's Emo Peter from Spider-Man yeah, 3, really. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I didn't... Yeah. It, yeah. I don't buy it. He's, when he's being the scientist side of things and he's being the sensible kind of guy, yeah. he's good at that. And yeah. I've seen him in other things. Mm. I've liked him in other things. Yeah. Um, that that show that he was in with Sarah Michelle Gellar for a while. Yeah. Just going to throw something out there, right? Has anyone seen Johan Grufford in Liar on ITV? No. 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 Right. If you get a chance... Uh, I don't know whether you've got BritBox or uh, like ICV Hub, whatever. Go and watch it. Now, his performance in that, based off that, just as a nod to people who have seen the original Fantastic Four and are watching the MCU now, I would cast him as Doctor Doom. Based mm. on that performance, if he recreated that, because he is just creepy. You can, t- you can see the cogs working. At, through the performance because of what the show is based off um, and based on that I would cast him as Doctor Doom as a nod mm. and on the performance yeah no as I say I, I can definitely see him as a, as a more serious actor it was it was that humour just mm. didn't sell for me yeah, the next no, uh, yeah. the next actor note I'm, I made was my god Chris Evans came a long way between that film and taking Captain America <laughs> It was like watching a frat boy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then seeing yeah. him as Cap, what, four or five years later? Yeah. yeah. Just right. do, you, do you remember the team change. films he used to be in? Yeah. Not another yeah, team literally. movie for a start. Yeah, basically. Yeah, he is that guy from not another team movie. Yeah, and even, and then, even Scott Pilgrim. Uh, he was playing yeah. that same character. Oh, he was still Johnny Storm in that. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, something just switched. Yeah. Yeah. When just... he became Cap, and now his performances are superb. Yeah. I've seen him in a couple of other films that he's been really good in, but. Yeah, there's just a changed. Netflix original about a hotel scam in Africa. Uh, I watched Before Christmas. Yeah. He's in Knives Out uh, as well. He's very good in that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah very good. So, and then the. So, to make it worse, the guy that is made of rock is probably the best performance out of the four of them. Yeah. Michael Chiklis yeah. is actually really good. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jessica Alba, she's pretty. Any excuse to get her clothes off, I'm sorry. Yeah, which she does, obviously. Yes, in, in of, this of, film. Course. of um, course. But yeah, she's... And I, no wonder she hasn't got much of a career anymore. Because um, she just... It just feels like some teenage girl falling over yeah. a professor at times at mm. a university or something like that. It just, I just don't, don't get it. The performances yeah. aside, I actually don't mind the film. No, I think the no. story's quite good. Um, there's some bits I could do without the incessant, we're getting married, oh no, we're not. Um <laughs> But other than that, I quite like the storyline. It just could have done with some better people in the roles for me. Yeah. Um, it could have just done with tweaks in general. Yeah. Yeah. And they clearly, at some point, they knew what they were doing with superheroes. Because the first X Men film is fantastic. 
and they've got mm. decent X-Men films since. Yeah. When you look at the, yeah. the Wolverine films, I don't think any of them are particularly bad. Origins isn't great because Origins, they messed around. Yeah. They messed around with it, but yeah. it's not a it's, bad. It's always studio interference. Yeah, it was just That's the, the mess is. around with some of the characters, like Deadpool. Yeah. Obviously, wasn't right, but the film itself I enjoy, and I certainly enjoyed the Wolverine. The Wolverine was great, and, oh, yeah. and yeah. Logan just topped it off. But yeah, they obviously knew what they were doing at some point, and it just seemed like they they lost their way when it came to the Fantastic Four. Um, mm. you, but, you need a you need a director driven film with Fantastic Four because it needs to be family based, but also with a friend element, obviously between um, Reed and Ben Graham and Johnny and Ben Graham. Yeah, because I was watching the film yeah. last night and I was thinking to myself, how can you like put it into an analogy? And I, I came up with Ben and. Uh, Reed are like Chandler and Ross from Friends, except um, Ben's actual best friend, who it he, because he grows with the relationship yeah. is Johnny. Yeah, yeah, and um, like Ross ends up marrying Rachel, who obviously is the Invisible Woman. But it's as you said, I can't buy the fact that Jessica Alba, who was a beautiful woman in her own right, don't get me wrong would fall for a fella looking like Yoan Griffith, who, don't get me wrong, also has his looks. Yeah. But with the portrayal going alongside it, I can't buy it. No. And that is, that is my literal problem with, with the film, is that I just don't buy the team as a whole um, or the supporting cast, other than really, as I said, uh, Silver Surfer, I, I quite like the, the physical performance. Yeah, um, Galactus, as as Craig said, yeah. is an absolute waste of space. But I also like. Um, I think it's Kerry Washington as um, Ben's girlfriend. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, I think she, she's the standout for me, actually. Yeah. Yeah, Olivia Pope. Yeah. It's a really warm performance. She's there to sort of be a conscience for everybody, and so. Yeah. 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 Yep. And and as we so, say, I think we uh, none of us can can wait for uh, the MCU version. Yeah. So absolutely. how how do we envisage? Is there any news coming out? Is there any leaks? Uh, John Krasinski at the moment has had meetings. Um, yeah. Unsure whether that's for for both acting and directing, but the the latest one that I posted on our group a couple of days ago was that apparently they're talking to Joss Whedon about directing. I, I mean, I'll 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 take it, but so long as he doesn't turn it into a. T a like try and make them too young, but in old people's bodies. I don't. I don't think he will. I think I, he knows the family dynamic, which is the yeah. the big thing for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. He sold that with the first Avengers, and I think the second second Avengers just got a little yeah. bit too big for him, and and I mm. think he, I think it broke him a little. Um, yeah. And Kevin Feige stuck his nose in. That's the one time I think Kevin Feige has made a mistake along the way. Was. Mm was that relationship and hopefully that's that's been mended if if these rumors are true yeah yeah so i i quite like john krasinski he um oh uh, yeah i'd love it obviously he auditioned to to play cap mm, yeah. yeah uh back yeah. in the day and chris um, evans beat him to it um so he's definitely will it be 
Uh, will it be another reboot, or will it be coming from the multiverse? Do you think? What, what do we think? Uh, I th- I think it'll be a completely new team. It won't be yeah. anyone we've seen before. Over the moon, yeah. they'll try and link it in, possibly to Spider Man and Venom, somewhere along the line. See, I think they might go go with the microverse again, from what Ant Man's been exploring, and say they were actually the first people to go into the microverse. They didn't discover discover it even. See, I've got my teeth in today, and um, they like have lived there a while, and that's where the cosmic energy that gave them their powers because they've absorbed it and now come back to the real world. Possibly. That's why he, he can stretch. He mm. Only thing, only thing I can think of, with obviously with the Venom link, is that they want to try and feed this story into the MCU now. Yeah. Um, and this would be the, the best way to do it. Um, but What do you think? Like, the Fantastic Four go off, come back with the Clintar and their powers? Yeah. Yeah. I think that would possibly be a decent way of doing it. Or even Guardians. Brought, it, brought the Venom mm. stuff with them, I don't know. But I would imagine they'll try and tie this this story into something that's going to be around for a while, especially considering James Gunner says this next Guardians film will probably be the last. So when, when you're mentioning Venom all the time, there's a second Venom film due out. Yeah. But this Venom that's in existence now is not going to be part of the MCU. There's a possibility that he will be. Mm. Ooh, he yeah. would be adjacent, the same as Morbius will be. Yeah. Because it's Sony, oh. of course. Uh... Yeah. Because the only reason people think Morbius will be in the MCU is the fact that Michael Keaton's in the trailer. Uh, plus the Spider-Man posters, which they've already confirmed with yeah. placeholders. Yeah. Before they put, to, uh, they put Tom in, in his new costume. So, yeah. You, you, you do know, Josh, don't you? That, what, who plays uh, Venom? Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy, that's it, yeah. So I was coming out of our um, hairdressers at the top on Eaton Road there. Oh, yeah, yeah. A good few months ago now. And I think it must have been last summer. And Tom Hardy is walking past me with this gorgeous girl and a bulldog. And you know when you just go up at each other? I just (laughs) go up the fuck out of him. Couldn't believe who I was looking at. And he just sort of... They, they both had gym gear on, like they were going for a run or whatever, or they'd been for the run. And yeah, he, he probably just had the gym of... gear on, but I'm not being funny. He definitely went into Peter Oscar on Eaton Road or Jimmy's Fish Bar and asked for the cotton chips. He might have done, but he'd just give a little nod like that because I was looking at him. And I just, I, I come and told you, didn't I, Paul? Who yeah. had just seen. Oh, God. Believe you, it. Asked, you should have asked him why his Venom film was rubbish. Or should have just done a Bane voice if you walk past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just surreal because I can't remember why you said he might have been in Liverpool. Peaky Blinders. It's filmed yeah, in Peaky Liverpool. Blinders, yeah. Yeah. Just burnt me head out. Just burnt me head out. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a there's a chance that they're going to kind of be adjacent, that, that Tom Holland Spider-Man will link them all together at some point. Mm. So. I'd, I'd, I hope so. I'd like to see Spider-Man um, break free from the shackles of the Avengers and go and have his own adventures as well. Yeah. I really would, because Spider-Man was my superhero growing up. And although he's been brilliant up to now, like like Paul says there, 
going off around Europe isn't Spider-Man. Although no. it was in that Spider-Man comic that I had. He went to New York, to, to London in that comic book I had. Oh, uh, yeah. He fought, he fought against the fog or something. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you're right, Paul. It, he's, he's New York-based. Yeah. He, yeah. You know, all he's day long. He's part of the Fantastic yeah. Four, isn't he, too? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll, this, this is why well, I love not this the Fantastic podcast. Four. He was part of the Future Foundation. Uh, yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, Which is basically yeah. the the well, future he version he of it. Got his, yeah. He has actually got his own Fantastic Four costume. Yeah, that's because someone nicked his, That's because someone nicked his suit and they put him in a paper bag. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm not being funny. It's such a funny costume. If they can get Tom Holland in that, I'll be made up. <laughs> so funny. So oh. I think that's that's everybody covered. So. I think we all enjoyed it as such. I think we all had our nitpicks about it. Um, yeah, but that's because we're all massive nerds and film lovers. And <laughs> yeah. We just love to nitpick yeah. shit. Yeah. It was nice to just watch a superhero film because we haven't had any superhero films for a little bit. Yeah. And we and, might not for a little bit. And we might not for a little bit. Now, because of what we've talked about and what you guys have talked about tonight... I want to go and see Spider-Man 3 again because I've only ever watched that once on a, a, a two-foot-tall telly <laughs> in the Highlands of Scotland. Punish, right? <laughs> yeah, so that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go away and watch that and give you a report on that. <laughs> do you know, I, yeah, I'll tell you what, is that an idea for another episode? We all go and watch a really old but bad superhero film, so like X-Men 3. Um, Condor Man. Origins, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, and, we, and we'll just all come back and give a report on it. While we've yeah. all got oh. Why not? Because there's not a lot I'm else to talk about at the moment. So, yeah. It's my old mate, Dennis Spider-Man 3. I'll, uh, I'll, um, I'll come and stand outside your house and just watch Spider-Man 3 <laughs> through your window with you. <laughs> you spy, not what your Spider-Man mask. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'll um I'll I'll use my web shooter while I'm there as well, um, because you know I've got to get that out. <laughs> so, uh, Getting something so, out while you're standing at the window. Oh yeah. So we're talking about stuff like Spawn or the second Ghost Rider film, then. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Well, you you all pick your own film. I'm going to watch Spider Man Three. Okay. Yeah, there you go, folks. There's <laughs> there's next month's episode for yeah. you. Yeah. There you go. We're all going to review a really bad film. I might try and dig out like a Thor versus Hulk or something. <laughs> well, the Luke Ringo years. Oh, I will yes, just tell that? you boys now, I've got the Batman 4 film set, so I'll give you one guess what I'm going to go and watch. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, Please nipples. don't. Uh, <laughs> That's back credit card. Never mind back nipples. Back credit card. Oh. Ice party. Nice to see you. <laughs> oh, now I okay, need to see everybody. that. I went to Cheers. see that. Oh my God. You did, why did you waste that? your money? I took, me, I took my wife. My <laughs> wife. Oh, dear God. Oh, so dear. I, I think on that note, I think it is time <laughs> to say goodbye. Uh, thank you boys for joining me and welcome back, Craig. It's no good problem. to have you. Oh, thank you very much for letting me back in. <laughs> Of course, you are the, the godfather of our, our podcast network, so of course we would. 
He's the Stan Lee. He has to make a cameo in every single one. <laughs> well, that's a thing. Stan Lee's not in the Fantastic Four, is he? Yeah, he, he is. is. Yeah. He's not, he he's not he in the reboots. Yeah, they, they try oh, no, to he... get, him, get him in the wedding and he gets turned away. No, no, he he's in... in the reboot one. He's in the he's in the Silver Saver, but in the reboot he's not in it. There you go. Yeah. Well that's what they say about um Stan Lee cameos. If Stan Lee doesn't cameo in your Marvel film, you're doomed to fail. Boom. And the only one that actually did fail is the Fantastic Four reboot because he wasn't in it. So there we go. So there we go. Listeners, thank you for joining us again. We are trying to be more punctual with our shows. Um, we have had one out the last two months now um, and with all this time on our hand I'm sure they will keep coming um, until we all get like back myself. to a, <laughs> until we get back to a regular um, <laughs> way of life um, whenever that may be but uh, yeah thank you for, for joining us again and as you know our next show what it's going to be now so we'll see you somewhere down the road Thanks, guys. Scott, we're here. You're not your haggis. This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast. Network.